Ashley Brock, reading Dolores Fawson's book, Gage, Chapter 9. Lynette hurried from the shower. Getting the mud and muck off her head felt more like a necessity than, than a guilty pleasure, while Gage and Mason were setting up the equipment so they could watch the interviews. Each second she'd stayed in the steamy hot water, she thought of nothing else other than what Mason had told Gage. You aren't going to believe what they're trying to do to Lynette. Lynette would believe it because she'd been dealing with them her entire life. She figured all three, Nicole, Patrick, and her father, were capable of pretty much anything, and the only thing she could do was shower, ditch the dirty dress she'd been wearing all morning, and try to brace herself for the worst. She found a pair of sweatpants and a denim shirt in the closet and made a mental note to have someone pick her up some clothes and underwear from her house. Her hair was a mess, but clean now, so she combed it with her fingers and made her way back into the living room where she discovered the interview was already in progress. On the laptop screen, Nicole Patrick and her father were in an interrogation room at the sheriff's office, all seated at a middle gray table. Grayson was across from them, and behind the three suspects were six lawyers. Why are they all in the same room? she asked Mason. Shouldn't Grayson be interviewing them separately? He took their initial statement separately, but the... But the three insisted on doing this interview together. Since they haven't been charged with anything, Grayson agreed to accommodate them, especially since he's trying to defuse something. Defuse what? And Lynette was almost afraid to hear the answer. Gage got up from the sofa the moment she came in and stepped in front of the screen. He caught onto her arm. It's not good, he sounded. Nicole and your father are trying to have you committed to an asylum. She was just tired and angry enough to laugh again, but she couldn't quite choke back those horrible memories of being there. Gage must have seen that in her eye. I'm not going to let that happen, he assured her. Neither am I, she let him know. With confidence, she didn't totally feel. She stepped her head to the laptop screen. Can they hear us? Gage was like, but Mason can text Grayson any questions you want him to ask him. Good. Then text and ask how they're planning to have me sent back to the place where I'm when I'm not insane. Well, that figured that would prompt a back to the that place question from Mason, but he didn't react, which meant Gage had either filled him in or Nicole and her father had. It was an embarrassing secret, like being a battered spouse, but she figured she'd keep kept it hidden long enough. Your father and Patrick have yet to say a word, Gage explained. They're let their lawyers do the talking. Nicole, however, has been a regular chatterbox. She says she has documentation to prove you're mentally unstable. Her stomach pain. It's a lie. I know. <laughs> Gage said. Mason made a sign of agreement. Our brother's wife, Darcy, is a hotshot lawyer. We've already got her on this. Yes, but it could take days, weeks, even, and it would embroil Gage's family even deeper in this. I'll call my father and tell him to back off. Gage gave her a flat. You think that'll help? <laughs> no, but. It'll infuriate him that I'm begging Nicole and him to play nice. The corner gauge mouth lifted, but then it faded. Don't call him. I don't want to give him any reason to send another hitman after you. She shook her head. We're not even sure he's behind this. Lynette pointed to the screen again, where Nicole was babbling on and on about how unstable Lynette was. That Grayson was a photo, believe anything she said. Nicole must think I found something on her when I was digging in those old files. Lynette commented. Did you? Mason asked. No. She said with plenty of regret she wished she'd found a mountain of evidence. So how do I stop her? Gage ran his hand down her. We let Darcy take care of the commitment papers. Commitment papers. She said as a minimum she could request an independent 
medical evaluation for you that could take days. Do we have days? Lynette asked. Gage didn't lie, something she appreciated. He just shrugged. So that took care of her temporarily, but it didn't take care of the others. In the meantime, your family is in danger. Don't worry about the family, Mason assured. We've got all the spouses in the kids covered. You sure? She pressed. My father and those other two vipers next to him are dangerous and clever. My father made my mother's murder look like an accident, and I'm sure he can do it again. Again, Mason didn't look even so slightly surprised. Can we prove it yet? No, Lynette answered, and trust me, if I could, I would trade myself for that confession. That way, at least he'd see the inside of jail for what he did. And you'd be dead, Gage reminded her. Not going to happen. His hand slid from her arm to her stomach. This one that realized that Mason was watching them. This left by rustled up. Well, that's pregnant with my baby. Cage minute, but no one can know. Mason made a mmm sound. I know the two of you were back together. <laughs> or not, a kid said in unison. It's a long story about the pregnancy, Cage added. I know how babies are made. <laughs> Mason choked and turned back to the screen. Not this baby, Lynette <laughs> mumbled. The joking mood vanished. Her father, Patrick, and their respective lawyers all stood and exited the interrogation room. So much for Grayson getting them to say anything incriminating. But Nicole didn't budge. She stayed put, and maybe that may meant she was going to give them something, anything. At this point, Lynette would take a crumb of information if it put them on the right track. Lynette's on a vendetta to Perry Velma Cremino. Nicole continued. She half paced, folded her arms over her ample chests. Everything about Nicole screamed that she was a kept woman. The surgical enhancements, the perfect hairstyle, manicure, and expensive wardrobe. But Lynette knew Nicole was no dummy. She wasn't always loyal to Ford. Over the years, the two had fallen out too many times to count. If that happened now. Nicole and her father ended up on opposite sides. Then they could work in their favor. I'm going to stop Lynette before she ruins my reputation beyond repair, Nicole continued. She aimed a determined look at Grayson. If you don't abide by that court order, I'll have your badge. Then she exited, her lawyers trailing along behind her. What court order? Lynette asked. Neither Gage nor Mason jumped to answer, which meant this was bad. Gage stepped closer to her. Grayson has 24 hours to escort you to the mental health facility for evaluation. Oh, God. An admittance? Lynette's a plan. Darcy's working on it, Mason reminded her. Gage continued, Nicole pulled strings to get that court order, and Darcy's checking into that, too. He lifted her chin, forced her icon. There's no way you're going back, he repeated. Mason turned off the laptop and stuffed it in the equipment in the equipment into a bag. Into a bag. I've got to get back to the office and help out Grayson with the investigation. You can handle things here, Gage on. When the safe house is ready... I'm moving on that. Sounds good to me, Mason drove. He slung the equipment bag over his shoulder and headed to the door. They can't serve that court order if they can't find her. The court order was the least of her worries, but it was a worry. Any news on that second hitman? She has Gage. Not much. I suspect he came with Freddie Denton. Maybe in a backup car. I have someone checking into that. Yes, no telling how many wheels were turning to try to figure out who was behind this and what he or she would do next. After the stunt Nicole had just pulled, the woman was now at the top of her suspect list. Of course, it didn't mean that her father hadn't put Nicole up to doing this. It made Lynette angry and lightheaded just thinking about it, and she headed back to the bedroom in search of some socks. She located a pair in the top dresser drawer. 
Gage stayed in the doorway, his shoulder propped against the jam. Lynette sank down on the foot of the bed, the memory bed, and here she was again in the same room, same bed same man and her body was begging her to forget all of her worries and seduce gage not that it would require much to get him on the bed with her they were both operating on a short sexual fuse but sex was not going to satisfy them for long they had too many things to work out first heck she wasn't even sure gage would be around an hour from now much less long enough for them to resolve a de decade of hurt and separation i remember the first time i saw you naked he said, it was on that very bed, and I thought I'd died and come to heaven. Lynette put on the socks. Gage, that's not helping. He pushed himself away from the jam. Shoulder, it wasn't meant to help. He pulled in a long, weary breath, and he's down on his knees in front of her, his body in between her legs. Gage, she went, Lynette, <laughs> he went right back. He reached up and pushed her hair from her face. Just that simple touch went through her always did gage groaned softly slid his hands up the outside of her thighs into her back we have some things to work out before sex he told her and he leaned in buried his face against her breasts just like that her argument started to dissolve but at least all the secrets are out of the way <laughs> gage added you know i'm alive and i know about your father's threat and the baby the argument returned in her head because all the secrets weren't out of the way well not one secret anyway it was a huge one what gage asked he was doing that mind reading thing again and would and would have no doubt pressed her for the truth but the phone rang gage gave her a suspicious look got to his feet and snatched the phone from the nightstand he didn't say anything probably because there was no caller id screen on the old style phone lynette waited breath held and prayed this was bad news this wasn't bad news she already had enough hendrix Hendrix, you have news, Gage finally said. Sherman Hendricks, Gage Handler at the CIA. She watched Gage's expression and body language. There wasn't much in either to help her figure out what the handler was telling him. No, Gage finally said. Just get that safe house ready. And with that, he hung up. Lynette got to her feet and faced him. That's, it's not good. That's all Gage said for several moments. The informant who gave us info about the hit man didn't just give the information to us. He gave it and more gave it and more to the drug lord Samson Delvetti. Her breath vanished. She had no choice but to sink back onto the bed. Delvetti knows you're alive. It's possible. In fact, Delvetti might have hired both hitmen so he could test the waters. He could have sent them after you and then leaked it, knowing that it was that if I was alive, it would get me. It would get back to me. Oh mercy! If so, that would then then it worked. Delvetti had made had maybe figured that Gage would come back from the proverbial grave to save her, and he had. But at what cost? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So sorry, Gage whispered. He pulled her into his arm. You saved my life, Shermana. Yeah, but I'm the one who could have put you in danger in the first place. She was about to disagree with that, but the phone rang again. He leaned over and punched the button on the base of the phone to put the call on speaker. However, as a precaution, he didn't identify himself. Good thing, too, because it wasn't his handler's voice that greeted him this time. Lynette, the caller said. It was her father. Gage put his finger to his mouth and kicked. To keep quiet, Jester, so she wouldn't answer. Lynette, Ford continued. I've called every number at the Ryland Ranch, so I figured if you're not listening, you'll get the message. He paused. 
I know that Gage is alive. Her heart went to her knees. Gage mouthed some profanity. Was this a fishing expedition, or did her father truly know? I want to talk to both of you. Ford insisted, we have things to settle. Lynette wanted to tell him that talking wasn't going to settle anything between them, but she didn't want her father coming after Gage. But Gage stood and moved closer to the phone. Ford, what do you want? He asked aloud. Lynette nearly screamed. He gave him a look that read, Have you lost your damn mind? Gage ignored her. I want to speak to you both face to face, her father informed him. Now, I'm not far away, but your armed ranch hands won't let me on to the property. Good, Lynette spoke up, because I don't want he I don't want you here. Yes, you do, her father disagreed. I can call off Nicole, but that only happened if both agreed to speak to me. Is that so? <sighs> Is that so you'll have a better chance of gunning us down? Gage asked. Despite what you think of me, I don't gun down people in broad daylight, he hoped. I just want to talk to you and my daughter. No, Lynette stated as clearly as she could, clearly as she could through clenched teeth. And how exactly did you find out Gage was alive? Her father took his time answering it, as if he was giving thought to his answer. If you want to know that, then meet with me. I'll tell you. Lynette huffed. She didn't want to know it at the risk of her father trying to kill Gage or her, but Gage turned toward her, studied her. He mumbled, I'm sorry. Before she could ask what the devil he meant by that, Gage turned back to the phone. All right, let's meet, Gage said to her father. No, Lynette insisted. Gage touched her arm, rubbing gently. Probably a gesture meant to soothe her, but it didn't work. She was far from soothed. She was angry, shocked, and frustrated that her father had found out about Gage. Now, the timing was not good. It might help, Gage would. It might not, she was back. This could be some kind of trick to draw you into a fight. That's why you won't be doing this meeting. Gage brushed a kiss on her cheek, turned back to the phone. Meet me outside the guest house. Just me. Lynette, too, Ford Pavak. No deal. Whatever you have to say, you can say it to me. End of chapter 9.